Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey, well, happy Wednesday, October 5, 2022. I'm Steve Schultz, founder, along with my wife of ElijahList.com and Elijah Streams that you're now watching. So be sure, by the way, to subscribe to ElijahList.com, always free, but that way when the show's over, Sometime by the next day, we'll send you that program by email in your inbox and other prophetic words come out that way too. So uh, quick, uh, let's run the quick spot, Emily, if you will, about the water wells we're digging so you guys can be reminded of this amazing stuff you're helping us do. Go ahead and run that. Giving a cup of cold water is a simple way to show someone they are valued, that you care about them. When Jesus talks about this, maybe what he was trying to say, if someone cares enough to stop and think about what you need or what might help you, and they actually do something about it, wow, sacrificing for the benefit of another, that is loving your neighbor. Thank you for loving us, for giving us a cup of cold water. You give me a cup of cold water. And me. And me. And me. And me. And me. And me. That was so good. The, the, the young woman there that was telling that little sermonette, whatever we might call that, that was really even a teaching from the scriptures. It was so good. So I love that. Uh, we are now, we have not, we're not only digging wells in Uganda, but we, we've dug some uh, in Nepal and more to come. And then we are providing fresh water now in several different ways in the state of Mississippi. Uh, we're, we're providing some water boxes that we're, put, we're installing at some fire departments where people can come and fill up with clean water, fil- clean filtered water, because um, Jackson, Jackson, Mississippi, I think it's not Jacksonville. Jackson, Mississippi has had a lot of water issues. And so we're providing cups of clean water, or in this case, gallons and gallons of clean water at a time. So there is some of the equipment uh, that Emily was said we were going to show this last time. It's a water box. See, they're filling. So someone comes in at the fire department and fills up their own water with their own buckets. And uh, we, we're installing, I think, four of these, either three or four, depending. And we've had we paid about $100,000 to get these really expensive water boxes that, that are mobile, but they, they filter the water, and so it's clean. And then the, the local fire departments then let us put them there. So you see right there in the box, it says Elijah Stream. So excellent. So thank you for showing that, Emily. I appreciate that. Now, quick, um, quick. Um, let me read this thing we have. We're going to start every day giving you a 30-second spot about one of our um, – episodes of American Warriors. I produced this as executive producer along with my brother Warren Schultz. So the Schultz brothers are doing that. Here's the one that we're that's running today on Rumble. So when you go to Rumble and American Warrior, this is the episode premiering today. And I'll just read this. 100-year-old Dick Higgins was only 20 years old on December 7, 1941, and he was asleep in his barracks when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. In his typically understated way, he says, quote, the turkeys woke me up. He tells his experience of that horrible morning and what it means to him now 80 years later. So that is premiering on Rumble. As soon as this is over, you can go to your, you're on Rumble as it is now. 
and you can just go put, type in American Warriors and you'll see that episode. I think we called it, I Survived Pearl Harbor, World War II Navy vet Dick, Dick Higgins. So, all right, I think the only other announcement I want to tell you now, listen really closely on this, because we've we've been uh, asked to agree not to say the name in advance because some of the security issues are surrounding it. But uh, you might remember that I've said whenever I, we say there's a special guest for the next show, you know who that is. It's a very important thing, but we're not saying the name. So tomorrow, there's a special guest at the normal time, and you know, for those of you who are not following, you just know that it's going to be one of your favorite guests uh, that is always on, and we have a special a treat that not only is tomorrow Thursday going to be that special guest, but Friday is going to be that special guest, the same one. He's going to come two days in a row, so that's going to be a really um, neat Prophets and Patriots broadcast. So don't miss that. Both tomorrow and the next day at 11 a.m. Pacific time, uh, that special guest, I almost said the name. So, <laughs> All right, well, it's time to bring in Kat Kerr, so let's introduce the show with Here's Kat Kerr with that intro. Good morning, Kat. I, we were going to put chocolate cake in that. Can you hear me all right? I can. Okay. Yeah, we were going to put chocolate cake. So far, it's showing angel food cake, but that's that's a that's a good kind of cake. Anyway, welcome, Kat. How are you today? Well, excited. Uh, we are back, of course, from our COVID activity in uh, mid Florida. That was actually during the storm, people. Really, really which really never affected us. And by the way, it actually had to skirt Jacksonville. It wasn't even allowed to come through Jacksonville. I don't know if anybody knows that or noticed that. (laughs) No, we didn't know that. I actually hit it with my staff. And people think, what is this crazy stuff you're talking about? Taking authority over the weather. The other thing is, um, I never intended, just so people know, the weather warriors have very specific um, assignments. When one starts to come, when it's in the midst of it, and even after it's done, or goes off the coast or something. I know that about maybe probably close to a third of America is in drought, actually. A lot of it's in drought. So I fully intended to send that storm all the way up around the coast to where those drought areas were. And if one comes again, I'm going to send it out over to the, the west because they they really are in serious drought. And I think California's had fires already, uh, have had fires, but... We won't have any fires here. We had plenty of rain, and I'm not uh, ignoring the fact that it did some damage down in Tampa, but that wall of faith that we built is all along the East Coast. So I'm going to have to get with a group seriously on the West Coast and teach them how to build that wall of faith that lines up with what the Father said when he made the ocean. He made boundaries for the ocean. It even says so in the Word of God. Then he made the land, then the sea. He told the sea, you will not pass over the land. You must stay within the boundaries I set for you. It's true. He says so that. As, as weather warriors, we began to say that because most of the storms always would come up the tip of Africa, up the East Coast, and then, you know, do damage everywhere. And so we decided to use the words that God spoke himself and say, you can't go beyond these bounds. You will not come ashore and do destruction. And we started doing that. No storm has been able to come in along the East Coast at all. And they would even try to get close and they'd be bumped back out to sea. Uh, we have records to prove that. And so do the meteorologists. They don't know what's wrong. That's what they say. We don't know what's wrong. And so it kind of has to sneak around, try to come up the other side to do something. 
but we drove through it on the way home from down near Orlando. Really? And, uh, okay. Yeah. The only thing we got was somebody's um, construction orange cone was in the middle oh. of the road. We did hit that, but that was about it. <laughs> now, Kat, what do you say? Now, some of the people say, well, point out that, that the Fort Myer Beach area got hit really hard. There was an island out there. So is that an area where you weren't dealing with Fort Myer? So you no, it was left unattended? Or what would you say? It's on the west coast of Florida. Okay. It's on the west coast of Florida. So we have found that we can build these walls, wall of faith, by agreeing with what God said to the to the ocean itself. And that's why that has worked powerfully here. But no one on the west coast has picked it up. I Although see what I, you're I saying. I taught that to everybody, no matter where you are in the Gulf. They've started to do something about that now. Um, but it's mainly that wherever you're at, wherever you live is where your greatest authority is. Okay. And that's just the way it is. Right now, uh, I'm sure at one point it would be anywhere we go. But some people are just beginning to take authority, real authority, over the storms and over the destructive weather. I'm not changing what God put in place. He had these seasons for different reasons. He needed them for the earth to, to either rest, to be nourished, or to make way for new growth to come. There's a reason why he created weather, but he didn't create destructive weather. Yeah, I see what you're saying. He had authority over the storm. He had authority over it because he was righteous, of course, as the son of God, but he knew that he could speak to the weather. And he was trying to teach the disciples to do the same thing. And so that was one of the things given to me to start weather warriors and teach the body of Christ how to come against destructive weather. And there's too many testimonies to even talk about all over yeah. this country from people who operate in that, who, who do take authority over it and know what to declare to it, no matter whether it's a tornado, if it's an earthquake, if it's a flood, whatever it is. And we've been really successful, according to the word of God, taking authority. That's just a work. Christ did works. The works I yeah. did, you will do also. That includes the weather. But we are not, we don't live on the West Coast. I was in Central Florida, and Central Florida didn't get very much anything of all happening. And we were even there during part of it, and there was some wind, some palm fronds, and there was some rain. But even in that place, so I think the hardest hit was where it came in. I think Punta Gorda and Fort Myers, not that people weren't praying, they were praying. I'm sure some of them were praying. But yeah. they need to learn really how to make a stand for where they live that destruction will not happen. And can, can I ask you a question about, let's say I'm from California initially. I'm in Oregon now and I was born in the state, Oregon, but I was raised in California. There has been so much drought in that state. Now, if there was a big old front, even if it was almost a dangerous amount of water, you would almost think that we'd need that thing to come ashore how would you pray, let's say if you lived there, and if you were if you were making a stand in Southern California, where it's such a drought, how would you make the right kind of stand so it's not destructive, but it gets that water in where it's needed? How would you pray? The first thing is I would begin to command low pressure systems to form or to come. Okay. A low pressure system is what brings the rain. And actually God based the operations of weather on pressure systems. A high will bring in a dry, cool air. Uh, it helps with humidity. If you have serious humidity, stuff like that. Not that you'll take it away forever, but we can actually make the temperature 
adapt to that. So a high pressure system will actually destroy a storm. It will. So if you have high pressure coming in, you want the rain to remain, then you command the high pressure system to go off either to the west, the east, or wherever you need to go it to go to, or you just command the low pressure system to come through quicker and bring rain that will not be destructive. And you see it's it's really a whole thing that you're taught. And there is, and I always teach it for free. And I try to do even at meetings when I go to them because they make a major difference. People have stopped tornadoes, made them go back up in the sky. They have stopped lightning from striking and just circle in the sky. They've, they have caused whole areas of their city not be destroyed because they've been speaking against. When the weather people say, you know, this is what's coming, this is what, what this is what's involved in it, then you would know I actually have a manual, a, a very simple manual really? to follow for different things that when they start to come, what you say before it gets there, while it's there, and even after it leaves. But if you need rain, you need to pray, you just you can say I pray for rain, but you need to command the low pressure system because you get to command you command because christ commands not everything and not people ever you're not going to command people that's a waste of time your authority is used in the spirit realm but the devil has learned for many many years how to take advantage and use weather to do destruction he didn't really have the right to do it but he'll do whatever he can get away with so that's why the father had me begin uh, weather warriors and we have had floods recede I'm not kidding. We've even put out forest fires in certain areas because we would command a low pressure system to come with a great amount of rain and just rain until the fire was out. Wow. There's all kinds of things you can do as a believer. You don't have to sit there and be destroyed at all. But if you need rain, you can say, Father, I declare rain to come in Jesus' name. I command a low pressure system to begin to form right now. It will bring rain and the rain will remain until our ground has been watered. And the earth has been nourished here, and then it will go. That's good. That, it's that simple. It's your faith. It's still faith, Steve. You still need faith. Yeah. You, have start, you start trusting God. Then you actually believe him. And at one point, you step into faith. And from that moment in your life, you should continue to let that grow. And that's, that's what started with other words. We started speaking against. I knew because um, when I was younger, I would watch the weather just to see what they were going to say. And I would sometimes say that is not going to happen. Not understanding even what, what authority I already had and the things wouldn't happen. And then the father said, you're going to start weather warriors. It'll be one of the first things the body of Christ will come in agreement wow. with their denomination, or whether they like anybody or whether, you know, I don't like them, they're this and that. They won't care if destruction is headed that way. They will want to do it together. We have about 60,000 people who are now involved in Weather Warriors and pray in Egypt. Really? 60,000? Wow. Okay. So there will be a time on years when we speak and these things will happen. And people always say the manifested sons and daughters will come in the land, the sea, and the air, but they don't know what that means. This is one of those things. You will speak and the weather will follow the pattern the Father made it to follow with no destruction involved. And I, I had already spoken before when the father took me into the future and showed me a serious earthquake. It was in California. And I don't know who know who did this, but the father said, this is, a, this is a greater work that is coming. And I know people for years have prayed, but more people in California talk about the big one coming than they do stopping it. Yeah, they do. 
Yeah, they your do. Your words are seeding your atmosphere, people. It's seeding your atmosphere. Well, this always happens here. Well, it probably will if you don't stop saying it. Your words have power and authority. So I was taken into the future, not, not a long way, and I saw a serious earthquake come and expressway systems collapsed, buildings collapsed, people were dying. And I was I was standing there in, of course, in my spiritual body, but I was watching all this. And all of a sudden, one young man stands up and says, I command you to stop moving earth. I command you to cease earthquake. And I command you to put it back the way it was before you came. Wow. <laughs> and when he spoke those words, the earth came back together. The buildings came back together. And the people who died were no longer dead. Wow, really? God spoke to me very powerfully. He said, that is a manifested son of God. And that's what I mean when I say that the land, the sea, and the air will have to obey those that follow Christ, that believe in him, that do the works and greater works you will do also. That was a greater work. So it is going to happen. People will begin to get it. They'll get it and they'll start operating. And it doesn't have to be everybody in the city, but he does need people who actually believe uh, what the you know there's a scripture that says if you confess with you know, believe what you say and don't doubt in your heart you shall have what you shall have what, what you say authority. yeah whatever you say that is that is walking in authority that's called dominion and authority that is occupying occupy until I come Christ yeah. says that yeah. doesn't mean to sit on your rapture rug that means take authority where you see that it needs to be taken and operate in the spirit with your faith. And that faith does please God. And you, when you, the more faith you have and the greater it gets, then the greater things you'll be able to do for Christ or with Christ. And the thing about the faith thing is, you know, I've pondered this for years in practice now and then. Um, God knows the exact level of faith that's emanating from you, whether it's vibrations or whatever it is, he knows. So one, you may have a minute from now, an increased faith, but five minutes from now, it may reach a level of faith, I think. Is that true? Your faith can grow even in a moment, and all of a it sudden... Can, it can grow very quickly, because as you're speaking, and eventually, we will, when we move and get out of the place, we will have news and media uh, program or network. I'm not quite sure what it is. And we will actually teach people that way through those resources of having... Uh, we're going to have a weather, we're going to have a weather channel. We will have a weather channel, but we will all in the body of Christ begin to speak to the weather and we will keep our cameras wherever that is so they can see what is happening wow. as they speak the truth. This is what the father said. This is being added to your list. Uh, and then you'll go broadcast things where things are happening and then you, you they will speak whoever the reporter is, one of our people will speak and you begin to see changes and people will join the wow, and that's why the earth will be a totally different place to live in. And God wants it to reach that level and operating at that level. See, if you can see there will be no use for the Antichrist. No, there will be absolutely no need for him because the body of Christ will be operating in power and authority with Jesus Christ. And, and the mass miracles and the things that people see changing, they will run after. They're going to run after Jesus Christ at one point. They're going to want to know him. And so uh, that is one of the reasons why some of the harvest will be so great. But I'm not talking about the last harvest before right. we all get out of here. But I will promise you there will be a catching away because he said there would. But the rapture will not be a rescue party. This is from Holy Spirit himself. 
The rapture is not a rescue party. It will be a celebration of all of us operating in such power and authority that God just has to have us. <laughs> That's why. That's we're... good. And That's the, really and the good. Christ will not be able to appear or have authority on the earth until we're gone because he can't usurp the authority we're already operating in after all these generations. He won't be able to do it. And the Bible says, until he that remains is removed, that's the body of Christ, the Antichrist cannot appear. And so we have to get greater in authority and dominion in our faith. It's going to change. It's going to get greater. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. And so he gave us Weather Warriors, sort of, this is how you start. This is what you begin yeah. in. And yeah. people's faith everywhere has grown so much to see, even in this storm that went on, there yeah. were uh, there was rescues, there were miracles that happened because people were declaring and taking authority. And I know two places, uh, not this time, but one of them when there was great floods coming and God said, tell them to begin to stomp on the ground and command the water to go down. And before their eyes, it did. Really? And that happened in more than one place. Ken, I wanted so, to ask you right, a few minutes ago, and I wanted to get circle back to this. You said I took my staff and I pounded it down. So my question was, you are you're in Jacksonville, Florida area. Did you do it there? Did you do it on a map? You have a map in front of you. you did it on a map? What 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 did you do uh, that had the that had the effect that you're, you're talking about? It was before I got to Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. We had to leave Orlando and return, of course, because well, we just had to come back. And um, and so I actually started speaking to it when I was in Orlando. I didn't waste any time. I went out and sent the host on, the hosts are always sent to shred the bands of the storm. So these hurricanes, uh, we, we, we know pretty much how to speak to them. And we know there's going to be some kind of results. Uh, every now and then one's actually stopped and it never goes anywhere or it's shredded in the morning. But this storm here that we just had come here was I know that the devil's real purpose was to send it up through the entire state of Florida and do mass destruction. Well, that was not going to happen. Uh, not on my watch or the weather warriors watch. And I, I was not tolerating it even coming through my city. And I did hit it with the staff. I hit it and I said, you're going to get off and you're going to go quickly. But when you go through the wall of faith that's been built along the East Coast, because if it was going to go back out in the ocean, it actually had to go through that side of it. I said, when you go through there, you will be shredded. And the next day after that happened, people woke up in this city and went, where did the storm go? Where did it go? It was in pieces, people. That's where it was. It was in pieces. Even the tail of the storm was not allowed to stay on the East Coast. And you mentioned the bands. You mentioned the bands, the destructions in the bands a lot. So do you speak to the bands and say, I want you to disintegrate? Do you, you know, do you speak to them? Do you name I bands? I know to heaven to go and shred those bands of the storm. Okay. Because when, this, when those bands begin to separate, it loses power. Yeah. No, I send yeah. the host to do it. Yeah. Well, that's good. And so the, the one clarification, when you, so before you were in Jacksonville, but because you had authority over Jacksonville, you were in Orlando area. You took authority with your staff while I, I, you were in Orlando about Jacksonville. I, I had something that represented my staff, but that's where I hit the storm. But when I got okay. here, I actually went out to the beach area. Okay. When, uh, I guess some of the bands were beginning to come through. We kind of got ahead of it. And I, my husband went with me, and we stood right out there. 
and there was rain and there was wind blowing. And I, and I told I told it again, it was getting offshore and it was going because I was standing in by that wall of faith. It was built. It goes out some miles offshore along the whole really? coast. And I was standing there. And that's when I was telling it, you will be shred as you go through there, you're going to be shred. You will have no longer have the image of the hurricane. And when that begins to fall apart, the storm falls apart. It just does. And then the high pressure can grow the high pressure going up into the storm. That's what it was saying. Also in Orlando, I commanded the pressure to begin to raise because when the pressure goes up, the storm can't get any greater. It can't. And then it will actually begin to be downgraded. And I remember in Hawaii when that huge massive storm was due to hit the next day and all this, the weather channels were saying Hawaii will be wiped out. We have powerful weather warriors in Hawaii. And I told them to agree that the, that the, the host would come and take the head off the storm, just take yeah. it off the storm, it would fall apart. And I still, we somewhere have a copy of that weather report from the, from the Hawaiian Islands the next day going, what happened? There was nothing left of it. There was nothing. It was like something came and took the head off of it. It fell apart completely. Uh, it wow. never did any destruction whatsoever. We don't understand. And then they, then we would take other channels and they were all beginning to say that that year was a great year to uh, to take authority and people everywhere begin to take it. And so we actually saved some of those weather channel reports and them saying, we don't know what happened. It's gone. But this one, especially, I thanked all of my friends and the weather warriors in Hawaii. I said, you stayed up. You did a great job. The head of that storm was totally just taken off. There was no eye left. There was no kind of nothing left. And so people need to know that if you have received Jesus Christ, he said, I give you power. I yeah. give you power. The things I did, you will do. You should expect to do them. But if you never step out, and yeah. I'm not saying, God, I pray this won't. You can go ahead and still say, say that if you want to. He wants us to take authority. He wants to see us rule. Jesus Christ said, you will rule with me now in this Life. So, so yeah. you're saying it's not that you should say, dear Lord, please take the storm away. It's like saying, I take authority over this storm, yes. right? That's a totally different thing. It is a totally different thing. It's called, yeah. it's called, you're using faith. Yeah. The Lord said, when I return, will I find faith? He said that in the word, because he wants to see us use our faith. And yes, we were given authority in the earth as the body of Christ. And we demonstrate that by doing those things. And it's going to get greater and greater. So the days that we're in now are not the end of everything because we've only just begun to do these things. Yeah. And the Father wants them seen for generations to come. Us taking authority. And what we do is we represent Jesus Christ. We show people that he's real because we're using his name. We're doing the things that he did. And that's what he said to do. You cannot use them against people. I have to keep saying that because people yeah. want to, you know, want to send a host to kill or whatever or whoever. <laughs> and that's never going to happen. They're not going to do that. But you need to understand who you are first. Who are you? What are you talking about? Do you talk more about the devil's exploits or Christ's conquest? Because you should be talking about the kingdom, the kingdom of the gospel, the kingdom of heaven. That's what should be coming out of your mouth, no matter who you talk to. You can't repeat everything the devil's doing. That's all that's going to be in your soul. Yeah. That's the only conversation you'll have with people. How is that directing them to know or want to know Jesus Christ? And when you do these things, you you must be very aware that you what you did and what you with that wall of faith that you built and what you go out there with your staff and do 
might literally be saving billions upon billions of dollars in damage. It is, is right? saving it. And I know, of course, you always have people, usually Christians, the <laughs> secular people don't make fun of us a lot, but it's the Christians who are clueless to who they are themselves, they were wasting time or we're not supposed to be, who are we, Jesus Christ? And I always say, I'm just like him because that's why he, that's why I received him. That's why he wanted me to do this. This was his yeah. commission to us. Take dominion, take authority. That's what he said to us. He didn't say to be afraid and run and hide. Yeah. He, he never, was very clear. The works I do, you will do, and greater works than these because I go to the Father. It's very, very clear, isn't it? It's and yet very, you'd be surprised how many people bash the weather warriors for taking authority. Uh, and I'm like, well, you don't even know what the word says. <laughs> yeah. Well, well you, you know, and then there's... Exactly the works of Christ. That's what yeah. we're doing. We're trying to help people save lives you know let them know he cares you know he's the one he's the only one who can give us authority to do this but you still have to choose to do it so don't waste your time bashing people and this is what the father said if they're out there bashing the good works we're doing that's because they have no uh they have no vision themselves they have no plan themselves to do anything with god so what they do is go around and find people who are doing it and they spend their time bashing them yeah, it's yes. Yeah, it's not yeah. being in agreement. That's not helping the body. That's certainly not helping the image of Christ. We're supposed to love one another and care about one another. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. Pray for the people who do take yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, we used to call that there. There was an I won't say the gentleman's name. I'm not even sure he's alive anymore. But after Walter Martin died, uh, who was a pretty well balanced teacher, another guy came along and he became a heresy hunter. And all he did was look around for all the errors that the body of Christ and he decided he was God's gift to point out all the errors. And there was no life in that. That it, wasn't it, a gift. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was not a gift. It was a, it's almost like a curse. It was like taking the enemy's accusations, you know. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's really bad. So what did you look up? You looked up at something just now. You looked up. Oh, <laughs> there's all kinds of things in this room to look at if I was going to get distracted. Yeah. Um, anyway, well, anyway, yeah, we're high fiving each other, Steve. That's what they're doing. Awesome. I love that. I mean, they have a, a lot more sense of humor than we realize, don't they? <laughs> Only they do have a sense of humor. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. They we have, think of, to have a sense of humor. <laughs> I mean, there's some serious ones I think you said before, but there's also some hilarious ones, and that's their gift. Their angelic gift is they're funny and they're humorous. And there are okay. some that are very funny, and God always sends them with one who is not. It's he just, does it on purpose. He explained to me the two um, scribe angels were assigned to me. They're still here because I haven't written book three yet. Uh, they'll be with me until I'm done with book three. And uh, one is very serious, and you know he likes he likes um, he likes sending the fire of God places to do things to wicked people. And uh, and he would rather do about he talk about that kind of stuff himself. But the other one is hilarious. And I, I won't tell it. you the names, but one actually means holy one, and the other one is funny and means humorous. Humorous. And I, he he kind of bugs the other one. And <laughs> Father said, "This is why I do it." He said, "There's no other way really to have them rub against each other. You know, like a husband and wife does. We help each other kind of die. <laughs> we learn to die for the other one." Yeah, you know, I don't think of the angels as needing to learn that or learn to die. To oh their, yeah. But but you're saying they need to learn too, huh? So the father will find total opposite wow. personalities and send them on assignment. He'll let them know I'm watching you. 
<laughs> that guy's I'm not kidding that, about anything. It makes them seem more real. But yeah. every angelic being, whether a member of the host, under Gabriel or under Michael, they have personalities. They have favorite things they like. Yeah. They like to wear. They like to see. They like to eat. Uh, I do know they eat manna, but they eat more than manna in heaven, um, people. And uh, and people always ask me, I went, yes, you will get to meet your angel and know them in heaven. And they won't belong to you and they won't serve you like a butler. So I've had that question asked too. Nope, no, they're they're free from having to take care of you all the time. But you will get to see them. And I'm always amazed at they have their own places. They live in heaven. They have um they do have angel games, which is probably where the Olympics came from. I'm quite sure. Um, and so it's really, sort of like extreme sports. It is like that, but but the angels with the, yeah. with the, the what the way he's he's gifted them because they Very do have cool. people, uh, the things that they carry, the things that they can do, and stuff like that they do. And it's not the only reward they get is that Christ is always there to watch them, and they love that. They love him very much especially the army does a lot but um but they actually will fellowship during big meetings which is one of my favorite things to do is sit there i just got back from open the heavenlies and um and angels were everywhere uh saying hello to each other they they will give each other if they wanted to become they don't know everybody every angel doesn't know every single angel in heaven okay there's millions of them there uh, and they do, they have friends, they have friends, they do things with and everything in heaven, or they help work on projects in heaven together. But the one thing they always do is sometimes we will exchange like an address with somebody back yeah. in the old days. Yeah. And we say, hi, oh gosh, I, I like your story. I, I'm so happy I got to meet you. You came from my home state. Can, can we kind of stay in contact? So we'll exchange addresses we used to. They exchange feathers with each other. Oh, really? They'll actually and, pull a feather and give it to that angel, and that angel gives him a feather. And wow. They, so it's almost like, like a friendship ring, a friendship necklace, yeah. a friendship feather. So, wow. And I so I see that a lot in big meetings because everybody's guardian angels come with them. They come with yeah. them. They get to attend the meeting. They'll sit there, and they get more excited sometimes, I think, than the people do, uh, hearing what's being said because they know what truth is. They recognize it. But they do, they do have friends and sometimes they get to see them. If, if you go to the same meeting, maybe three years later or something, they'll, they, they, they still know that they know each other. So. I love that. I love that. Well, Kat, anything else before we, I've got questions for you. Uh, did there, anything else that you want to share before? I we just get think into I was mainly going to talk about the weather thing so people would understand. Yeah. Now, literally, there were millions of people praying. I got i got so many texts and so many messages people saying we're standing with you we're praying we're agreeing with you in florida in florida you know for everybody that was there and i love to see those kind of reports that people are with us together with the body of christ praying for one another and so that also i've seen a lot more of that happening that the body is becoming closer the body that's listening that knows that, that there is a god they love jesus christ and uh, it may be some simple person you've never heard of before, but some of them are some of the best intercessors ever. And now, along with their intercession, they actually will command the army of heaven also. They'll command, they'll send the host now in their prayer closets. They'll do it all the time. And they make strategic times on their, even on their calendar to send the host different places. So that makes me happy seeing people step into something that Christ clearly did. He commanded the army of heaven. 
and the things he did that is one of the things that we will be doing and it's really starting to make a major difference in the atmosphere of the spirit realm itself and even now when i go places i'm seeing less and less darkness spiritual darkness over places because of people taking authority and and, really? um, and clearing things really? yes i am and i know the news the fake news they're never going to say anything about it but i can tell you from the ones who know about the foundation of this whole woke thing this whole thing that's been been trying to shove in our faces is falling apart and the spirit realm can't lie the spirit realm shows clearly what's happening in the spirit realm between goodness uh, between the light and the darkness and and of the evil uh you know god over the evil and what's happening in there things are already changing setting up for what's going to happen in the natural that i am probably the most excited about awesome so yeah i mean we were you've talked about this like there um i mean we could get off on all kinds of tangents here but i mean you've talked about uh, one day and i can't christmas i just saw him prophesy uh not not necessarily the one where you were all at although i saw that too but he's quite a prophet but he said a time's coming when god's going to wave his hand and a lot of people who are stuck in homosexuality will just begin healed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye and you've mentioned that is that yeah. part of what you're saying if things are getting ready to fall apart uh, from the dark side and is it is that is god chipping away at at that for instance that area of sin homosexuality and one day he goes okay that's enough the rest of it just goes and it and it's just largely gone or what i think for him it's more of the layers he's building around okay okay i know you said chipping away i understand why you said that but but for god when things begin to change it's what he's putting there okay he's putting in places or over places over cities i can see layers of light uh hovering over whole cities and the darkness, when they see that, begin to leave that area. They don't want to be. Okay. They don't want to get caught in that when it, when it gets brought down to over these different cities. And and you know it says he even says, can a city be changed in a day? You know, uh, when I know they were talking about Israel, can Israel be saved in a day? Uh, there will be times when that thing that begins to happen. It will. It will begin to happen. And I do know he specifically mentioned groups of people to me probably maybe i don't know five six years ago uh maybe even before that before that he did but even more so now that yes all a lot of these people who are in confusion who's believed deception and living a different kind of life it will be in a day in a day he will wave his hand and and every single one of these people involved in these certain things their eyes will be open and they will dump the darkness and run into the kingdom they will run so good so good man i hope there's angels high-fiving with that too i mean yeah that's such good news because it get it has gotten to be so dark and we've talked about this and we starting about seven eight years ago we were talking about you said it's not really actually getting darker darker it's that he's ripping the veil off he's exposing how dark it's been so yes, in reality, exactly you know, I use the term chipping away, but you're saying in reality, he's putting layers of light and light and light. And pretty soon that's all that can remain, it sounds like. Yes, because see, you, the, the evil can't operate in an atmosphere of nothing but light. They, they, they can't. I'm talking about people at this point. Yeah. They really can't operate when the presence of God is so great. Uh, there's no evil spirits around 
to Could take help. commands, which yeah. they don't think they can command, but they're just being used by the devil. Uh, there's not a lot they can pull on to do evil things. That's basically the way it is. The regions of light, evil will not want to be there. Crime will not be even evident in the regions of light. And that's what he's really beginning to prepare the regions of light to be shown. Um, he reveals the good and exposes the evil. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. Now, back to the show. And all these several years, he's been doing almost nothing but exposing evil. But the whole time he's been exposing the evil, he's preparing to take that away. And in, one, in doing that, he makes deposits, I think. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He'll begin to put deposits of his presence, deposits of the glory of God deposits of all these different things over areas right now. And now the wicked, the wicked, the, the spirit and the spirit realm, they can see it. They don't want nothing to do with it. They, they can't stop that from happening. And I don't care how long people have been evil or evil spirits have been around. They cannot stop God from doing what he wants to do when he has people on the earth willing to work with him to do those things. That makes us very dangerous against hell can i ask you this about the we've talked about it in the past i think i can't remember what you said about hollywood because it's one of the darkest areas of sin because there's so much junk going on behind the scenes even occultic worship and all of that kind of stuff luciferian stuff is the same thing happening is god even as we speak is he building layers of light have you seen any of that in hollywood or what he is but actually the angels that the city is named for, city of angels is what yeah. Los Angeles. The yeah. word angelus is angel people. Yeah. It's a city of angels and it actually will be probably called the city of angels. Uh, I do know that when I was there a few years ago and I was speaking, I was shown these angels that have been there forever with these urns and they were pouring out before the last time I when I left. They actually poured oil on the whole city and anointed that city in the spirit realm to Whoa. be with God. Wow. So that's really good news. Yeah, that would that would be something I would try and pray out of you, which thank you for doing it. Because a lot of people, there's a lot of people that have been praying for that. And there was someone that I talked to a number of months ago, and they said, Well, we were gonna minister, and, and then they learned out some of the actual occultic things that were going on where they were going to minister, and I think they pulled off. Because they didn't realize the darkness that they were dealing with. So, um, yeah, I just think God's going to need to help. So, well, I've got some questions here. Let me start with the kids one. Seven-year-old Mikhail, M-I-K-A-E-L. I I don't know if that's a Michael or Mikhail. I don't know if it's a boy or girl, sorry. But Mikhail wants to know, why did God create Adam as an adult and not a baby? That's what Mikhail, seven-year-old, wants to know. There's a very good reason, because he needed people on the earth. A baby can't have a baby, people. And yeah. that's why he made Adam and Eve so that they could create with him and bring all those, uh, I don't know how many they ended up doing together themselves, but the reason why he made it male and female was when they come together, of course, you know, babies come. And those little spirits of life that live in the father at the time of conception, he takes one of those from himself and knits it together in the womb with that little dot of flesh that was just created. And that is when life begins, right then. Uh, And that's when the baby begins to form and grow. And then eventually it's birthed into the earth. 
and uh, and he made this earth so that we we all lived in him. We were little spirits. We were still us. Um, we didn't really have a name yet, and maybe not all of our personality was there. But you can think of billions of them living in the Father. Crazy. And that's that's where we came from. Okay. Now Adam's body was made, but we lived in God, our little spirit, a little spirit person, with our soul in the spirit. And that's how he creates human beings at that little dot of flesh at conception. One of those. And he says, I knit you together in your mother's womb. That's what he did because you were still you. That's what he said. I knit you together. So he's saying you were with him. I don't think people even get that. I knit you together. But you were already here, but in him. So he took your spirit with your soul in it and knit that and attached that to that little dot of flesh. And then the spirit grows with the baby inside the baby, and uh, and so, so that's I mean, what yeah. he's ever been. You've been from the beginning to the end because you were there with him in the beginning of time, that's and good. you've been to the end when we won't need time because God's already been there. We were in him, and we would move in and out on the rays of the rainbow. We saw everything that there was out there to see. You know, that's an interesting question of this young child because. I never really stopped and pondered it, but the only two human beings that ever lived that were never a baby first were Adam yes. and Eve, unless I'm forgetting something. <laughs> you know, but I think there would no, have to be. Is this when he, when he made animals? He yeah. made animal. He made the chicken people, not the egg first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he created a chicken that could lay eggs, but he brought the, the, all the animals were created also that way. Okay. He didn't send them to the earth to be little baby things. He sent them as you know those who could create the little baby uh, the chickens were laying the eggs okay after they got he didn't send an egg to exist on its own so that's just the way he's always done it he made sure that those babies when they came they had parents to take care of them i think and his whole thing about be fruitful and multiply yeah he went with all these adult creatures and adam and eve and then he says now multiply and fill the earth um, it wasn't, I mean, in, in human thought, it, it takes weeks before all of a sudden the babies are coming all over the earth, right? So yeah. through, the, through the animals. But All right. So Julie is our producer, Julie Smith. You know Julie. So yeah. she asked me if I would ask you this question. She says, okay, to use her name. So she's saying, Kat, my mom passed away two years ago today. She was a mighty warrior over her family. Since she passed, I've seen many prayers she's prayed for her family come to pass, and I know many more will as well. A couple yeah. of days ago, I asked the Lord what mom is doing right now, and I immediately heard, quote, she's cheering you on, close quote. Yeah. I know this includes prayers over her family, yet has the Lord revealed what, el what else cheering us on means in heaven? And do our loved ones in heaven fully know our destiny on earth that is still yet to come. So what he's asking, I guess, what does it all mean cheering him on? Asking a lot of questions, but I can no. I can't answer I can't answer them. Okay. Uh, I do see people cheering us on. Okay. Uh, my own dad. Um, every now and then I'll hear him say something, and not not real often. Every now and then he'll say that was a, that was great. You did a great job. You got it that time. I mean, I'll hear him say things. Wow. But I was pretty pretty close to my dad, and um. But I do know they go to the portal that we have shown people pictures of that. And um, and actually, I might as well show it now. But we actually yeah. created a smaller size of them. So almost anybody can get them if you want to give them as gifts or something. 
Uh, I just had it in my heart. It's one of the most important things that the Father gave me was to take me to this portal. They're all over heaven. There's huge, beautiful buildings. The people go in there and walk up a stairway. They literally look over a railing. And when they look down, they see their loved one on the earth. Now, one thing they don't see, they don't see death and destruction, but they see you uh, when you get married. They see when you have a baby. They know if you've been rewarded for something. They know if you did good deeds. Uh, but every year on your birthday, they especially go there and declare over you. They sing actually happy birthday to you. And wow. yes, they cheer us on because God, when, he knows when something's going to happen. So he'll let us know. He'll let everybody know. Uh, your loved one is about to have a child. You need to go to the portal so you can watch it. And so people get to watch these things and they're, they're going, yay, that's great. Yay, we're so happy. And so they don't miss those happy moments in your life. That's and good. so that's what he meant when he told her that she was cheering her on. She was cheering her family on. And the other thing is the prayers she prayed, my dad prayed, my grandmother prayed, my great-grandmother prayed, it's still circling in the atmosphere until they are fulfilled. That's and good. so, oh, my dad, I know he prayed for every one of us. I know he did. I know he prayed for certain people. And if I'm in a place where it was that he was, I can hear the words. I can go into a building and hear prayers that were already prayed. And somebody invited me. They built, uh, they took a piece of property and they built um, a, a church. And then across, they built a big school. And they always felt the presence of God in the school. They didn't know why. So they invited me to come to walk in there. Did I see anything? Did I hear anything? And I was almost went down on the floor. Really? Of prayer. I found out it used to be a place of prayer, not labeled a place of prayer, but great intercession took place in that building. Gee. And I literally could hear the prayers and I began to sing out loud what I was hearing and they they got totally undone. That this is where the students now go in this place that has the presence of God so strong because prayer took place there. And uh, that's and incredible. Sometimes people walk past me, Steve, and I hear things coming off of their clothing. Really? Yes. Such as, give an example, if you can think of one. Well, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not really good. Okay. I know one time I was out somewhere, excuse me, at a place, a nice place. People went there to have fun and stuff. I think there was like a sort of like an amusement park type of thing. Okay. And there are people coming from all over the world. And I would see things with them that weren't really good. Okay. And so I just on purpose, I didn't want to necessarily stand next to them. Uh, I might start saying something to the spirits who were with them, and then the people. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to make people afraid. So I would go off somewhere. Then I would speak against the spirits I saw with them. But I was standing in line to get on this boat ride, and and there was a woman there, and I won't tell you what her. She wasn't from America. She's from another place. Demons started coming out of her. Really. And I turned around, <laughs> and I shoved my husband. I shoved him. He's always, he's used to strange things like this. <laughs> I said, get back and get out of the line. Well, he didn't even wait anymore just because he said, what I said, there are demons coming out of that lady on there. And I want to say something about it, but I can't do it behind her. And I'm not getting on the boat because I'll be saying I'm on the boat. <laughs> and I did. I broke the power of the enemy off of her life. I commanded them to go uh, or to shut were, their mouth. Were you talking out loud, Kat? Were you talking out loud that she could hear this or what? No, not. She couldn't hear me. She okay. didn't need to hear me. They okay. needed to hear me. Okay. 
they probably were leaving her because I was behind her. I see. Okay, well, that's helpful right there. So I mean, the, the presence is with me all the time. No matter where I go, there's always things, reactions in the spirit realm if I go somewhere. And uh, it's no different than no different than Paul or Peter. It says yeah. when he walked past them, his shadow healed them. That was the cloud of anointing coming from him. Well, I have a large cloud of anointing, and it impacts whatever is going to be there with me. So I think that's what happened. But I wanted to say something, so I knew I couldn't say it right then because the, the, the lady would probably be afraid and leave. And so I went off where they could hear me. Um, but I didn't go on the boat with her because I knew I'm going to be laying hands on her, and then they'd throw me out. And um, <laughs> I was that's wanting good. to help her. Yeah. And so, but I see things, I see things like this everywhere. And I'll let God tell me, pray for them. Uh, that's do this for someone else to pray for or whatever. He'll tell me what to do about each situation. But that one was, I was kind of, kind of surprised. And I mean, they were like a lot of them coming out and I'm like, I just turned around and get back. <laughs> get <laughs> that back. was really good. That and was really good. I gotta pray. I gotta pray. I gotta pray. I gotta pray. So he goes, oh, okay, well, let's go up here. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and pray. And, you know, my husband is the perfect person for me because he doesn't get excited about much. No, he's very him. mellow. Bing is, is a mellow guy. He, he's he like doesn't the seem to get Gibraltar. That's what he yeah, is. Yeah, he is. I probably, it, I, won't even, I won't say any more about all that. But anyway. Well, he's I great. Yeah. authority we, we, over it. And, uh, and that some I could see leaving from it. They were just leaving. They would just disappear, disappear, disappear. And then I just left. Uh, I sent the presence of God to that woman. To begin to surround her that she would know christ and so but that's the whole thing about me going anywhere even to the mall it's like not normal yeah well i understand <laughs> I, that more and more hey talk about for a minute okay you said like of our loved ones so i would have for instance in my loved ones i'm sure that i had a lot of them were praying families but many of them had really really wrong doctrines but they loved God to the ability that they were able to love him. They understood yeah. about the cross. More or less, they got that. But they would be praying. Now, with their prayers, although, albeit sometimes they would, they were probably prayed amiss. They were praying, make them Sabbath keepers, Lord. And God wasn't interested in making them Sabbath keepers. He was interested in making them followers of Christ. Would their prayers be circulating and accomplishing things? I now think the prayers that, that remain are the ones that you usually pray over your family members. Okay. And it's always about Christ, to know yeah. Christ, to have a great yeah. relationship with Christ, to understand who they are in Christ, those kinds of things like that. Those those are the prayers my dad prayed and my grandmother prayed, or for people she knew that didn't know Christ. Those prayers remain. They're productive prayers. Yeah. And, and he won't remove the words, the words that you speak actually remain they saturate your clothing Jeez. So, or they saturate you depending on even what side you feel with the darkness you feel with the light um but but a lot of people like the building i walked into the prayers and the words and the and sometimes it was worship i heard saturate the walls wow that's you know, amazing. It'll to heaven also but it saturates that place and so, and is the Lord, can't, is the Lord, how, how do you know how to ask this question? Is the Lord therefore constantly hearing those prayers in the air? Yes. Even, even though maybe two or three generations later, he's yes. hearing those, he's still hearing those prayers. Yes, That's he fascinating. is. Because I've, yes. I've never been taught that. 
you know, he's always, always thought their works do surely follow them. And, you know, he remembers the prayers, but I think of them as they were prayed and he's got them in his hand or a bucket or something. But you're saying, no, they're circulating even. They still come up before the throne of God. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Let's see. We've got a time for a few more questions here. Um, okay. This is a cute one. This is a mom asking about her two-year-old son. Uh, since Ma Mallory is asking, since I began commanding the host a few months ago, almost to the day, my two-year-old son began talking to me about cow, C-O-W, cow in his room every night. He smiles at him, talks to him, tries to feed Cal his snacks, shows Cal his toys, and has described him as what I believe to be a host. Have you ever seen one that looked like a cow? My son has always seemed to see in the supernatural, even as young as he is. Interesting question. <laughs> it probably more than likely is a member of the host because I keep telling people most of them look like creatures. Like... Okay. The, the royal guard all look like lions. That is a tribe. The host, as well as Gabriel's, are all made, angels are made in tribes. The first tribes were in heaven. And so all of Gabriel's has, they have different tribes of angels. Some are the guardian angels. Some are like scribes. Some are uh, like courier angels. Some would be for different, bringing mantles down or they bring body parts down from the warehouse. Those are all tribes, and those members of those tribes do the same type of thing because he needs so many to do different things. They would do that. The hosts are also made in tribes, and that is usually depicted by they are usually um, like assigned to one type of thing, like they wore in one type of a, a battle or they wore with certain weapons. And when he needs those weapons, he sends them to the different places he needs them in. Uh, some of the hosts are are a weapon themselves, the way he puts them together. And uh, that's hard to explain, but most of the hosts of the armies of heaven, I see them as creatures. And there are some that have heads that look like, uh, remember the ox? Yeah, yeah. Creatures? What did he say? One has the head of a what? An ox. ox, yeah. So that would be like a cow. <laughs> yeah, it would, wouldn't it? It would, so he might well have seen yeah, something that would have a head of an ox. It would look like a yeah. cow to a little boy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Fascinating. Okay, so, um, okay, Susie asks, because we get a lot of questions about have you seen this person or that person in heaven? Here's Susie Goose is her handle. Susie Goose asks, has Kat seen Nebuchadnezzar in heaven? I've been studying Jeremiah and Daniel, and though the king, Nebuchadnezzar, acknowledged Daniel's God is real and encouraged people to worship Daniel's God, did he finally do the same? That's her question about I'm, that. I'm pretty certain that he is there. I mean, even the fact that he recognized God for who God was, um, that was actually why the Father created a paradise, which is in the earth, where, where the those who believed in God before Christ came along, they believed that there was God. He, When they died, he'd send them there. He didn't send them to hell or Hades. That was for the wicked and the evil. And of course, that place is empty because when Christ died on the cross, one of the things he did when he went down into the earth before he went into hell, uh, he had to go into hell. It mentions that he had to take back the keys of hell, death and the grave, wipe up hell, show Satan that he had no power over the son of God. Uh, he was in paradise first. And when he was there, uh, Christ saw Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, but many more who believed and knew there was God and would speak to God. Uh, they didn't call him Messiah or something. Christ actually went there and it said, 
Christ led captivity captive. Yeah. He preached the gospel to all those in paradise. And once Christ uh, left hell on the third day and came back into his body, he was the first resurrected from the dead. At that time, many of those all left and went up to heaven when Christ finally went back to heaven to pour out his blood on the mercy seat. That's what happened after he came up into the grave and he told Mary, remember, he told Mary, I have to go to my father and your father. That was Father God in heaven. And he had to pour out that blood on the mercy seat as evidence that he paid that price. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button to become a partner today. And at that time, all the ones who who received him, of course, in, in paradise. And you also remember that it said that people saw the dead walking around town. Yeah, yeah they did. Spooky. Several hundreds of them, that they saw them walking around. And that, I'm quite sure, happened at the time that uh, probably when Christ was preaching to them. <laughs> when he was what? Speaking to them? Uh, yeah, when, he, when they, they all received him, every one of them in there. Yeah. And you can imagine how long that had been going on. Adam and Eve were there. I mean, a, a long Crazy. time. Prepared a long time. Well, okay. Um, I, I wanted to ask a follow-up question on that because Nebuchadnezzar, you hadn't seen him, but you, you're you're assuming that he probably is there. I've wanted to ask, what about Cyrus? There's a scripture that says, though you did not know me, I did this and this and this through you. you know. And people talked about Trump being a modern Cyrus, but that scripture says that though Cyrus did not know him, he had a calling on his life. Do you know anything about whether Cyrus ended up in heaven? No, I don't know anything about that. The father will probably tell me now that you asked that question. He probably okay. will eventually tell me. Uh, I, ha I have seen many, 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 many people in heaven. Some people think there's a handful there in hell. No, there's a lot of people. <laughs> there are millions of people already in heaven. So it's not like, it's like you sort of walking in New York City and thinking, can I see somebody? <laughs> it's almost kind of like that. There's so yeah. many there. And yeah. I don't just walk around and have them looking for somebody. They always escort me where they want me to go or what they want me to see. Uh, seeing. I do know John Wayne made it. <laughs> that was really good. I know the disciples all, are all there, except not Judas. Yeah. He He's was, not in heaven at all. Yeah. And neither you, is Hitler. Well, you know, that may um, come into the question that I wanted to ask. One of the, okay, so here Sherry is asking this. At the time of the new earth, okay, the new earth is created. Where is hell located? Is there any way the spirits of the people in hell will be destroyed so that they do not have to suffer forever? So that's an interesting question. That is not what the word of God says at all. Uh, hell will be empty because nothing will be in hell and this whole earth will be gone. It says so in the Bible. He says he's going to wrap it all up. It will not exist at all, but the lake of fire will exist, but it won't be on the new earth. But it will be forever, where he, wherever he put that, uh, it still be a spiritual place of torture, not a physical place. Um, so I just know that the, the lake of fire will exist. It says they'll burn forever and ever. Yeah. That's why it's so important to pray for people. I have a question to ask about a follow-up on that, because I've known some people, some are even close to me um, relative-wise, but one of them, uh, a niece, told me a few years ago, well, 
you know, she's got a church and she's a co-pastor at her church. Uh, but she says, but we don't believe in hell anymore. And I'm assuming she believes in Jesus Christ. Talk about if you if you have anything to say about, because you're not saved by the way you correctly believe on hell. You're saved by grace in in in, in Jesus Christ as your Savior. That's so talk right. about what you would say to someone or about the situation where someone says, I just don't believe in that. I don't believe in hell. What What would your thoughts be? Well, the first thing I would do is tell them my experiences that I had when I was taken into hell okay. and why I was taken there and explain that the, this word of God that that God had written is a it's a book to live by. It really gives you the truth about how to live, how to live for him, with him and his plans, his plans he had for man, his plans he had for this earth. And then, of course, we know the end when he says the end will come. And the Bible says the end will then come. That means the end of time. We won't need time anymore. But this earth we're on right now will not exist. It clearly says he will make a new one. That doesn't mean he will remodel this one again because the new one will be so massive. Uh, even just because of the city of God that's going to be on there, he would have to make it massive. Yeah. Probably going to be bigger than our whole entire galaxy, the new earth. I would really assume to do that. I've seen parts of it that I can tell you that we don't need time. We won't need calendars. Things are always done by events in heaven. And even though there is the Jewish people have a calendar they follow. Um, just so you know, not everybody in heaven is a Jew. Uh, there are Jews there who received Christ, and many of them do that right almost at their death. Many of them, he'll appear to them. He just does. Um, he appeared to those who were in Abraham's bosom or paradise at the same place. And God kept them because of their faith in him for believing that there was a God. Yeah. And the book talks about that too. But everything changed when Christ came and died for us. From that moment, Christ is the one who paid the price. That all evil and every sin that could ever be committed, he had to carry that in his body. That was destroyed on the cross. And he's the only one who can say, I receive your repentance and Yes, uh, yes, I will. When they ask him to be their savior, that's what you're doing. You're saying, I recognize who you are. You're the only one who can forgive sin. So I'm repenting of my sin. I want I want to belong to you. I'm inviting you to come and, and be in me and be my savior forever. That's a significant thing because there's no other being ever that ever existed that paid the price for your sins to be forgiven. So just because you say, well, I like how they do this, or we, we, we do it this way because of this, uh, your life at one point, you must give it to Jesus Christ. You must receive Jesus Christ. And uh, the one good thing that uh, is happening now is Christ does have the keys of hell, death, and the grave, which means he can go at the very moment of your death and say, do you want me now? If you've got people praying for you to know him, that's surely going to happen. But you're, the only way into heaven is through Jesus Christ. There's no other way. Yeah. God didn't send you to hell on purpose. He actually made a way because he loves you. He made that way back to him where you used to live in him. He made a way, and, he, and that's what the word says. Christ paid the price. No one else paid that price. And he was God. And yet came to the earth, lived as a man, lived righteously. And was he, he laid down his life and paid the price with his blood 
that that blood, when you receive Christ, washes away every sin you ever had like you never did it. That gives you entrance into heaven when you die. It gives you all eternity to be with them, with your family members who go there. That's what you do. You're securing that for, for your all eternity. That's good. Just because you believe something is good, that is not repentance. Well, God showed you how multiple times at least I, I i think and because he wanted people to know hell is real otherwise he could yeah. have just kept it to himself and said they'll find out you know but he's he wants you he's taking other people to hell as well so that they can talk about it right other people kind of like you as yeah. well i have a question about um i wanted to ask you this before i don't think i ever have when we lived in him before we lived in the father before and he's getting ready to send us down to here's mom and dad, and he knows this is where he's does he tell, let's say me, does he tell me when I'm in him, this is your life, this is what you're gonna go through, these are some of the things that are gonna uh affect you, and do you still wanna go? Do you receive this uh this um plan for your life, or or is that none of that shared with us? We just come down and what happens, I think happens. there's a part that is shared. Um, I remember laying in God's hand and him talking about the future. Really? Really? Now, some of the things he told me wasn't just about my life, but the future itself. Uh, but I clearly remember laying in his hand, looking at him. I would lay like on my stomach and just stare at him. I was so fascinated with him. And uh, there's a holy hill inside of him. And we could choose to run up that hill and he would put his hand, this is deep stuff, inside of himself, and we would climb in it, and then he would bring us out. And he would, that's how I was in his hand. Wow. Literally. And it says, who shall, my, attend, uh, who shall ascend my holy hill? Um, that holy hill is inside the Father. And there's wow. a lot of footsteps going up. There's some going up and coming back. That didn't mean you weren't important. That means you made a choice even then. I'm going to pursue. I want to, I want to know him. I want to know this person that I'm living in. We knew we were living in him because we would ride out the rays of the rainbow and it would go in and out of him because the stones of fire were in there. The river of life which produced that holy. Uh, it looks like the Northern lights. It's bands that come in and out. Like there's a band of teal, blue, gold. I mean, they just come out. They're most beautiful. Yeah. But there's always these little spirits that can we can jump on them and ride in and out of him. That's what we used to do. We couldn't leave him. We couldn't live somewhere else. In him, we live, we move, we have wow. a very existence. Oh, wow. That's how that goes. That is huh? exactly what that scripture means. And the okay. other half of that scripture says, the prophets and poets of old have spoken of these things. So there was a time on the earth when prophets who knew this and God showed them, they knew that's how we lived. We they, they knew it. And so people think, well, there's nothing in there. Yes, there is. You need to read your Bible more. We lived in the Father. He was our Father. We are his offspring. The Bible is very clear about that. Well, guess what? When I had a child, that was my offspring that came from out of me. So everyone who ever lived or existed on the earth, they all, we were all at one point in him and he didn't start sending us until he made Adam. Right. In the garden. Right. And when he made Adam, and Adam then was the, the one, made the body, then the father, the, the word stepped out. That was Jesus's name also. When the father spoke, 
the word stepped out of him and made a form in the ground and they made the body of Adam and it was perfect and amazing, but there was no life in it. Then the father leans over who was carrying Adam's spirit. And it says he breathed the spirit of life into Adam's nostrils and Adam became a living soul. That's exactly what the word says. That's proof we came from the father and he was our dwelling place. And I love that scripture because I know what that means. And, and that's you, where you were. You do you remember him? Did you said you remember him talking to you about? Did did he tell you anything about what your life would be that you would ever remember that? And you know, I didn't always remember that, but there came a point in my life where he began to show me. Okay. You know, when he was training me to do things, he actually caught me up and showed me. And then, of course, there was a time in 2010 when I began to say to him, "I want my heart to be like your heart." I want to be just like you because, you know, you say that to your father. If you love your father, you say that to your father. Uh, I want to I want to be. I mean, of course, I adore Jesus Christ and still do. He was my beloved. He always has been. I spent 20 years just um, approaching Christ to know him. And one day he walked in the wall of my house and he's never stopped coming. So he was first. I, I received Christ at age four. That's a long time ago. A yeah. very long time ago. So good. 70 human years ago, I was born. And then four years after my birth, I could see angels. I mean, I already saw angels. I saw them. I wanted to know them in our home. We heard about Jesus every day of our life. It was just the way my dad was. That's what he, he loved the father. He loved the son. So I grew up knowing them. But at one point, I went, hey, in Sunday school, hey, I need to receive him. I know I want to receive him. So I actually asked Christ, repented of my sins. I don't know what they could have been at age four. Um, uh, but I received Christ and I literally, he appeared and stepped inside of me. Crazy. Crazy. And I'm like, Crazy. he is in there and no one on the earth could convince me. He's too late, people. Age <laughs> four. Age four. That's amazing, Kat. With him, the angels that were in the room were applauding. Uh, they were writing things down in heaven when I got at age four. I understood this. That's amazing. So, well, so it sounds I, like to me you are you are you sound like you are almost a protege, if I can use that term. In the same way, Akiana was at a, four or five or six. She's drawing masterpieces of art. You're at four yeah. or five and six, and you're walking a masterpiece with the Lord. There are some people that are so far out ahead of the rest of us because you were born with it would be like putting a genius only instead of making you a genius which you might be he made you a go ahead but that's why i have such a passion to tell people yeah there came a point when he said you can't keep this anymore to yourself and he put me in places not meetings i never shared ever shared in meetings i didn't really want that i never wanted attention i didn't want to draw attention to me I had one friend in school because I had a tribe at home. I didn't need a lot of friends. Um, but I had uh, I had some of heaven's wisdom. And every now and then I would just share a word with somebody. And it would kind of freak them out because I knew exactly what it was they needed. And I would say it. And I would just I would walk away. So my life, and I'd see things all the time. I'd tell my dad. My mom would just keep telling me I was strange. Compared to the others, I was strange. While RJ was there, he was kind of strange too. Anyway, um, but... But yeah, I, I knew this inside. Christ is real and he's in me. And I would tell other kids and they go, what, what, what? 
Well, how can I see my? No, you need to invite him in yourself. But that was the atmosphere we grew up in. So That's for the Holy Spirit, that was normal. Uh, I wouldn't say familiar at all. I'm not yeah. familiar with going places. I'm always undone when he takes me, but that's his choice. But but yeah. that's why I was sent. And I was chosen in a generational line of many people for generations who love God, serve God, obey God. I was part of that generational. So this is actually a generational thing I'm doing. Yeah. That those who went on before me in these generations, whose platform or whose steps I followed in, I was chosen this time to do this. Yeah, very profound. And, well, Kat, um, I'm looking at our time. We, I've got another show we, to do at one o'clock. Kat, tell people about revealingheaven.com and catcur.com so they can uh, avail themselves. Well, we that. have two websites. One is revealingheaven.com. That's where you can find out about uh the commission I have is to reveal heaven and create things that represent heaven on the earth. That's why I do. That's why we have a business. That's why we have a store. That's why he has us make products that can uh, let people know that there's a God or we say things against. Now, when I put things against the enemy, it's Satan. Okay. That is our enemy. It's everybody's enemy. Even if you're right. working for him, he's still your enemy, people. Uh, and so we, we create things and put them in, in our store. And when we travel, we will sell them. We have a lot of new stuff. I'm about to do like a kind of commercial thing later and show them on the new things. The father wants things to be worn by people that talk about him, that talk about God, that talk about being good, or that warns people against the evil. He says Satan's had products out for years. It's about time we had some. Totally. He said that. Yeah. And so we, we have a lot of new stuff. We'll put this revealingheaven.com. And then there's catcur.com, which is a spiritual platform the Father had me create to say whatever he feels like saying. And uh, and so anything on catcur.com, there's a gallery. I think you can download some stuff in there. I show images of what looks like in heaven, things in heaven. Um, and Jen's standing here staring at me because I'm supposed to tell you that on, let me get my note. Um, October 15th and 16th, I will be speaking at Robin Bullock's place in Warrior, Alabama. Okay, um, awesome. That's going to be like a ballistic missile being taken off there. I can tell you what that's going to happen. What's going to happen there? But, <laughs> so catcur.com is where you can get all this information to train you how to pray for your family members, uh, how to know the Lord uh, in, a, in a greater way, and also um, things that will show you, well, different things. You can find that. Out. Go to catcur.com. And uh, anyway, I just want to let people know, I really do love you because the Father loves you. I love you. Even if you're my enemy, I love you and I bless you in the name of the Lord because we're not supposed to curse anybody. You know, okay, we can we can stomp on the devil because it says he's under our feet. The devil is your doormat, people. You are not a doormat for anybody. You as a body of Christ will be walking in power and authority, bringing hope, joy, and the truth wherever you go. Don't ever side with the darkness. If people around you are talking about the darkness, please go over there and say something about the light. Yes, yeah. but God carries the light. And brings life to us through Jesus Christ. Just say that one line. Watch and so see what happens. So place. good. Kat, so thank I, you so much. God, thank God yeah. for you all and bless you in the name of the Lord. Bless world. you. Thank you so much, Kat. We love you so much. And a quick reminder uh, Clay Clark at one o'clock. It's in about 20 some minutes from now. And then tomorrow and Friday, that special guest that we said that we're not saying the name tomorrow awesome. and then Friday, two days in a row. So that'll be really, really good. Kat, we love you very much. Thank you, everybody. We will see you all in a few minutes, everybody. Okay, bye-bye.
This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.